In this episode, we are looking into acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, I think we should talk about acupuncture and Chinese medicine a little bit today. What do you think? Yes, I love these topics. Me too. So I would like to start the episode by saying something I don't think you're supposed to say at the start of an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. I'm not an expert. Well, exactly. Well, that's the whole thing of this IgG podcast, right? Is that we're not... We're not pretending to be the bosses of everything. No, I am a lover of acupuncture, of receiving yeah. acupuncture, and I am a, a forever student of all things like Chinese medicine. That's one of the things that I love to learn about. Same. And I, as you know, am a chronic researcher. <laughs> exactly. So this is perfect. So I just want to make it clear that this is like an overview. This is like some some information to get you started understanding these things in hopes that you get a little background on it, maybe learn a little bit more, maybe spark some interest so that you can then and go, go and like learn more from people who are far more of an expert in this field than you and I. Exactly. I mean, people dedicate years and years and years to their lives studying this stuff. So go yeah. see them. Yeah. And this is also slight disclaimer. This is also um, of a culture that neither you or I are. Correct. Exactly. Two white ladies talking about Chinese medicine. So I'm just also disclaiming that right here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay. So let's first just kind of start with what acupuncture is. Let's start there. Yep. It's basically the insertion of a very thin needle into your skin at very specific parts of the body. Exactly. Okay. Now where you insert it matters. You can't yes. just stick a little needle in somewhere. Yes. Not, there's a lot of expertise and discipline and understanding of the body and how it works. And also understanding traditional Chinese medicine that goes into doing something like acupuncture. Definitely. Do not try this at home. No, please don't. I would like at the end of this episode for you and I to discuss just a little bit our experiences with acupuncture because you and I are both fans. Yeah, a big fan. So we will we will put that in at the end here for you guys to listen to. So if anyone's like thought about it or maybe they feel nervous about it, hopefully we can give you a little bit of personal experience and information. But what I would like to say is that a lot of people hear about this and think it's going to hurt. And it, in my experience, there was no pain involved. How about you? No, no pain. Okay. So we'll get more into that. But right now, if you're like, I can't listen to this. Oh my God. Needles jabbing into me. Acupuncture is not like that. No, not at all. The needles are also so thin that a lot of the times you don't, they're even like hard to see when they're not in your body. (laughs) They're so. Yeah. I had no idea where they were putting them on my body. Even after they were inserted, I didn't know where they were. Exactly. I actually thought they were in different spots because different areas tingled than where 
Uh, but we'll get to that. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So acupuncture started as a part of ancient Chinese medicine. They have actually found, Jay, stones and bones that were like like sharpened in a certain way from 6,000 BCE that were used. They they traced them. They were used in ancient acupuncture. Wow. I did not know that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's super cool. So now we um, use mostly stainless steel needles to do this, but that's also sort of developed. All different kinds of metals were used for a very long time, but now that's what we use. But as far back as as people taking bones and stones and like sharpening them into the right shape to do this. Wow. So again, how many times do I say this? Our ancient pagan ancestors are so much smarter than us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're just sort of rebranding everything. (laughs) Exactly. Now, there is an interesting amount of debate on if acupuncture really comes from Chinese medicine. And, you know, it's been found here. And you remember, remember Iceman, they found like ancient mummy, like, they also are like, oh, there's evidence you know, we can see wounds that are from acupuncture. I think he, you know, he was using it in this different culture. I looked through a lot of those things. It was really hard for me to find anything that felt really credible or really proved it. And you'll hear, because we're going to talk about Chinese medicine and some of the principles too. I think once you really hear how they looked at the body and, and medicine and its relationship to nature, I think it would be really hard to disprove that this isn't an ancient Chinese modality. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. There is some debate. So I wanted to make sure I I mentioned it. So acupuncture has a lot to do with chi. Yes. So chi is just another way of saying like energy. Yep. Also, I've heard it referred to as life force. Yep. Okay. So energy flowing through your body, how it flows through your body, how your body reacts to it, all things that in, again, traditional ancient Chinese medicine were incredibly important and actually still are today. Yep, exactly. So they had the, they took acupuncture and said, this is a technique for balancing the flow of energy or chi or life force in traditional Chinese medicine. So chi flows through different pathways, also referred to as meridians in the body. The needles in acupuncture are inserted into specific points along those meridians. And the point of that is to like rebalance the flow of energy. Exactly. It's also very similar to Reiki in some ways. The meridians, the life force. I mean, that's a Japanese tradition, but again, very similar, um, in, yeah. but different in practice, but similar in theory. Another thing that you'll see and I think this is why there's always these question marks like, wait, did it originate here? Because look, we can find this in like Japanese culture. We can find this, you know, in Middle Eastern culture, you can draw all these connections. And I really do think that some of these principles that we all knew were at one point, just basic to human understanding. I was just going to say, I think it's the same thing that we always talk about how, you know, we can track that pagan cultures across the globe were following the stars with no communication between each other. Right. It was just these universal knowledges that people had. I think that this is one of those things that pagan people discovered and lived by. Exactly. Exactly. 
And you also have to like keep in mind that like these ancient principles, right? Like the, the idea of the energy and the pathways in your body and meridians and it flowing and connecting to nature, you see in every culture, but how it was developed and the modalities right. that came out and around it are slightly different. And to exactly. me, that makes sense. It's going to, you're going to use what's around you, you know, the, the people of the time, the philosophers, the, you know, people in the medical world, like whatever was happening, you're going to reflect, you know, from the culture that it was developed in. So you see that. And to me, that is just so fascinating. And I wish we learned more about that in school, because I feel like it would help us look at the world differently. Agreed. I totally agree. All right. So there's many different medical explanations for what acupuncture does. (laughs) Of course. I read too many articles about it. Yep. I'm not going to really bother with it here because you can go find it. And to me, there's this element of like taking another culture's practices and culture and being gross about it and American and the American medical system. Right. Exactly. It's very dismissive. Very dismissive. So I came up with the term spicy side note to say when I have something spicy to say. Yes. Okay. So in researching this and researching acupuncture, I was also looking in like medical journals and things like to see how does, how does American culture work this in? Because I feel like over the past 10 years, I've seen acupuncture become more acceptable in our medical system. Same. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. (laughs) Little by little by little. Yeah. So I was kind of like, let me look at if I can figure out what happened and, and why. And so when you look, you look at the language written around it, they're really trying to take these ancient principles and sort of like use them in sort of our medical terms. If you know what, if you know what I mean by our American, I'm going to say, okay. Exactly. Right. So they see stuff like the reason we know it works is because, you know, those points that they're putting in, it just happened to work that it was hitting the, you know, and stimulating the central nervous system. That's releasing chemicals and that's causing biochemical changes. And they're, they're kind of framing it like, oh, this is, that's not why acupuncture works because of the meridians and the chi and all that. It's because of this. And I honestly, I find the same thing. Right. Exactly. It's the same thing. Right. It's like, it's when science and like the holistic world don't get along. Right. And they like clash, but they're talking about the same exact mother effing thing. And it, it really drives me crazy where you can't just be like, okay, these were the principles. And if we, if we sort of reframe it and look at it through our current lens, this is how we look at it without sort of like poo pooing the old stuff. Like, I don't understand why we can't do that. Right. Well, and to your point, it, it, it's a clash, but it's actually an overlap. Yeah. They're actually doing the same thing, but people are clashing about the reasoning for it. But to, and we talk about this all the time. That's like when the science finally catch up, catches up with the intuition, right? Like people have obvi- like have known, you said 6,000 years to do this intuitively have known this, but now the science is just catching up and we, we sort of like need their permission Right. It doesn't have to be given like that. It could just, you know, if you're just figuring it out and like, quote unquote, proving it scientifically, you could just say that. And like, there's been 6,000 years worth worth of coincidences. Like, (laughs) they just happen to be 
using this meridian that happens to be, you know, setting off hormones or the nervous system or whatever. Obviously that's not a coincidence. Exactly right. You're just using different terminology. You're just looking at it something different. And Jay, the amount of articles that put any term that's not like openly accepted in like the medical world right now in quotation marks pissed me off beyond belief. Like every time I saw like acupoint put in quotation marks or like acupressure put in like no, stop. Like, this is what this right. is. And if you'd like to use different terms, that's fine. If you'd like to say, you know, I can't currently prove it with this, but this is what we see. But right. this is this is what drives me crazy. And this is why this is a spicy side note. And I'm, I'm still going on it. No, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. It's very condescending. But if you if you look at the current state of the world and the division between people and, you know, you and I talk sometimes about how there's this weird, like far right, like circled around to the left element of like the holistic world. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So there's this element of people who are like anti-vax and they would they would call like put themselves in the category of like very holistic. Yeah, it's like a wellness, extreme wellness to like MAGA radicalization pipeline that we'd never saw coming. Exactly. Okay, this is one of the reasons why this pipeline is so active is because people like you and I, who I would say are are in the like holistic e world, we we drink that Kool Aid. Okay, we also drink the Kool Aid of the medical world, so we're we're already pissing everyone off at the same time. It's great. It's great to be us. But seeing that, like having experiences where I would go to a doctor and be struggling with something and come back the next time and say, hey, I tried acupuncture or I tried Reiki or I tried whatever, and it really helped. And them just being like, oh, that's bullshit. Exactly. It's that's why people start distrusting the medical system. I mean, how many how many times have you ended up turning to something holistic because you tried everything in the medical world and not only were you ignored or misdiagnosed or given the wrong medicine or hurt or yep. or whatever that you then go there. So it, if we could stop this whole thing in the medical world where you're, where that's the attitude, like I don't understand why a doctor couldn't just write a note like, oh, interesting, acupuncture worked for this or oh, interesting, Reiki worked right. for this and move on. I don't care if you believe it or not, but that could help someone else. Exactly. Right. And it wouldn't cause such divisiveness in between those two communities. And it wouldn't put patients in the a point where they feel like they have to choose, which I know you and I have both felt like that. Like yes. we felt so. And I, I mean, I think at this rate, I think it's safe to say that we've almost kind of ping ponged back and forth. Right. Yeah. Like we went far away from the medical world. And then now we're moving far away from like this alternative holistic stuff because it's become just as extreme and just as judgmental. Yeah. Everything's so polarized. And if we can can stop that a little bit and we can all, both sides be like, Hey, let me listen here. But you know, this, this pipeline, that's the perfect term for it that you're talking about. The reason it happens so much. And the reason you see so many women in it is because women get this awful attitude from a lot of medical professionals. And listen, there are some amazing medical professionals that I, I would do anything for. I'm not, I'm not saying this for all medical professionals. Mm -hmm. I know we have some that listen and a lot of them are very open to hearing about this stuff. right? Right. And to, I mean, now one of the doctors I go to 
they have, they recommend acupuncture. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I remember when Riley had his concussion, they sort of like begrudgingly recommended it. They're like handing me articles that are like, Oh, it's proven that, you know, this helps some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they don't want to, but they kind of have. And, and so like, that's fine. I don't need you to go get acupuncture. I don't need you to believe it works, but I don't right. know why you're not noting that. Because there right. may be something here that, you know, I know you're not an expert in that field. So why wouldn't you just like be open to it? I really think it would make a big difference. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think that the same now, I think people have swung so far the other way that now the same can be said for people in the holistic community, that they, they've mm-hmm. taken what they've hated about their experiences with the medical profession and now they're doing the same thing. Exactly right. right. Like, they're doing it in a holistic way. Yes. Exactly. They're just as extreme. They're just as radical. They're just as judgmental. So, I mean, that's, I mean, and that's, you and I are always trying to find the balance of everything. No. And so, but I think that really frames a lot of the problems that you and I have with the holistic world is that we feel like they've weaponized it just like the medical community has. Exactly right. Both are at fault. Right. 100%. And I think when you, you know, I hear a lot of people saying like, you know, to get people to be more on board to get like a vaccination or something like trust doctors. And I always think like, I agree with the sentiment and I'm pro vaccination personally, but that's the absolute wrong thing to say. (laughs) Because to people like you and I who have been had these like terrible, awful experiences with doctors where our trust was broken. Right. That's not the thing to say to have them be people be open to that. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, exactly. it's just this like, you know, it reminds me of that thing where it's like, it depends on what algorithm you're trapped in, like how you see the world. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's sort of that principle here, you know? Yep. Well, I'll move us off of this spicy side note, but I felt okay. like I had to it. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on it. We could keep going, guys, but we will move on for everyone. Definitely part. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to talk a little bit about Chinese medicine okay. and how something that I love so much about Chinese medicine. I mean, there really isn't anything I don't like about it, but one of my favorite things is the real unity between the physical body and nature. Yes. And the fact that disease right? We talk about that dis-ease being disease, right? right. They view that as either one or one of two things. One is that there's a imbalance in the body of yin and yang energy, or that there's a dis-ease or imbalance between the earth and the body with yin and yang energy. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So let's talk for a second about what yin and yang energy is. Okay. All right. So the yin represents the earth, the moon, and night. Yep. Yang represents the sky, the sun, and day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interestingly enough, upward motion with your body, if you put your hands up in the air and wave them like you just don't care, that's yang. Gotcha. Any downward movement, like even just like pushing – um, energy through your legs or, um, reaching down for something, bending over, that is actually yin energy. I thought that was interesting. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when you see people doing Tai Chi and they're moving and it looks like they're just doing these like cool motions, they're actually you doing different motions to balance those two things. Exactly. 
Very cool. As a, as someone who grew up in the dance world, I will tell you that something that's taught to you without the yin and yang terminology is that in order to balance, to do anything, you have to have an equal amount of energy going down through your legs and up through the root, like up through your head, like through your spine, if you're going to hold a balanced position. And that's, I don't know, that was very much taught to me. So when I hear things like that, I'm like, see, we know this. We just don't have the terminology in this way. We just haven't brought it everywhere. That sounds a lot like yoga too. Exactly. Exactly. Like in yoga, you're moving to balance chakras, you balance energy. That's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And again, all in different cultures, these things originated. So right. there are principles right. that we all know. We just have different terms for using it and different ways of expressing it. Yep. So I think that it's really interesting because I always think of yin and yang more as like inside my own body, like, Oh, my yin and yang energy must be like off. I don't, I don't really think of it like, Oh, my yin and yang energy must be off in connection with the earth's. Exactly. I think that's where we lose it. Exactly. Yeah. That made me like go into like one of those, like you have to pause everything and think for a few minutes moments. (laughs) Well, because humans, modern humans have been so disconnected from their bodies themselves that it's hard for us to even sort of be in our own skin and understand like what's happening in our bodies. Never mind then taking the next step and thinking, oh, is there a disconnect between me and the earth? Like we, we don't think like that anymore. Exactly. And I actually read an article to that point that was saying like, when you try to like bring these concepts into like your modern world and you're thinking of your connection to the earth because modern humans are so at least American modern humans, I don't want to speak for all for everyone are so disconnected from the earth. They actually suggest you use external environment. Really? Yeah. And when you, when you think of it that way, like, Oh, how might I be disconnected from my external environment? You start to go like, Oh, wait a minute you can kind of like get an answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very interesting when you have, when you reframe it like that. Yep. Yeah. So I just found that to be a really cool kind of pro tip because that sparked a lot more for me. Like I was like, oh, I'm disconnected from the earth because I don't, I'm not outside enough in the winter. Like those are the kinds of things that I was thinking of. But when I thought external environment, I was also thinking of like in my home or, or like, oh, there's so much less light and like, maybe I should have, something bright around. Like, do you know what I mean? It really yeah, did yeah. more. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. So let's talk about the channels a little bit. Okay. So, or meridians. These terms are used pretty interchangeably from what I can tell. I saw a few things kind of describing when channels is used versus meridians. And I couldn't, I, I think there's maybe a reason. But I, I don't know what it is. Right, exactly. I've always heard them as being interchangeable. Okay, so there are... 12 major meridians in the body. Now there are sub sub meridians too. Like there are smaller ones that come off of that, but there are 12 major ones and they, so they connect to the 12 months of the year and the 12 hours on a clock. Love it. Isn't that so cool? I love it. There's also 365 acupuncture points. Ah, 365 days in a year. Right. Exactly. Okay. Are we going to pretend is this going to be like astrology stuff and pyramid stuff all over again, where we're pretending like that this is a coincidence? Yeah. Well, it's just a coincidence. No, I'm not personally. I mean, we as a society might be pretending that, but I'm not. Same, same. So there's also like, 
this really interesting way that, you know, like a, a Chinese medicine practitioner or an acupuncturist would look at healing your body because they're going to look at it based on your meridians and they're going to use the yin and yang system. So for example, if you had a toothache on your left side of your mouth, they would put a needle into a certain point on your right hand. Oh, to balance it out. Yeah. Because the meridian. Oh. So the idea is that in your body, I'm going to probably do a poor job of explaining this. So I would say like, listen to this and then maybe ask an expert to say it better. But right. like in your body, if there's, if there's an issue, like you're, for example, you're, you have a toothache on the left side, right? Around that area, there's the energy is not flowing the way that it should. There's an imbalance, right? Yep. So in order to bring balance to it, which is either kind of like activating or deactivating it, there's all these things that they're going to do, but they're not just going to like attack that point. They're going to go to the opposite point on the body that connects to that through the meridians and bring energy there to create, to like make the energy move and flow again in a different way. Which also tracks for how traditional American modern medicine treats the symptom and not necessarily the root. Like if you just went in and treated the tooth, you could get the pain to go away probably. But if you're not actually treating the imbalance, it's probably going to come back. Yeah. Can you imagine if we lived in a world, Jay, where you were at the dentist getting your toothache fixed whilst an acupuncturist was sticking a needle in your other hand? That'd be incredible. Can you imagine the kind of healthcare and healing and like, and then maybe at the end, like somebody, a, like a spiritual advisor of some kind comes in and is like, all right, well, connected to that part of the body. Is this issue, like, do you think you could have anything trapped around that? And you talked about that. And then as you were leaving on the way out, you got like blasted with some Reiki. Um, that would be magical. <laughs> Truly magical. Can we start this world? I hear people talking about jumping timelines all the time. Is there one with that? And can we yes, jump? There must be. Let's go there. Okay. So one thing that I thought was cool is there's this really old text called the classic of acupuncture. Obviously that's the translated name, but right. there's all these recordings about how acupuncture works and it's from the second and third century BCE. Wow. It's so cool. So like all kinds of cool things are listed in there about the points and the meridians and things. And they, they describe nine different kinds of needles and over a dozen different kinds of techniques of putting the needle in, spinning it, um, kind of like pinging it to make it vibrate, how it's inserted. So there's so much to it. And all of this, all of these cool techniques were written down back then. That's so advanced. That's what I thought. Really? Yeah. Right. And I have to watch like a YouTube video to figure out how to do anything. And like our ancient <laughs> ancestors were like, oh, here's a text describing the nine needles. <laughs> exactly. It's incredible. Why are we so stupid now? I don't know. It's, it's just like the pyramid episode. It's like, what happened? What happened to us? Something happened, clearly. Something happened. Oh, okay. So the meridians, one of the things that ways I heard them described, which I actually really love is that they're an invisible network of energy. Okay. I really like that. I would like I to, say that I think you, especially if you're very intuitive in the way that you're very in tune with your own body. I think that you're more aware of these than you think. I agree. Like I will, 
often see people like not realize, like they'll be like, Oh, I have a headache. And then they just are kind of like rubbing apart on their arm or something. I think we just kind of know to do stuff. Yes. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. I see people doing stuff and I'm like, Hmm, why do you have the urge to like lean that way or do that? And like, I don't know. I have a headache. I'm like, Oh, exactly. You see little kids do this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. Super intuitive. Yeah. All we, we all have that. Yes, exactly. Now you can look up body maps, which will show you the meridians. And there are some that show just the the 12 main ones. And there are some that show all the sub ones. There are some that have like really amazing looking like Chinese writing on them. There are so many cool things. So I I really say like, like, go look them up. I'm not going to try to describe them to you here, but you can look that up and on a Google image search and get like a picture of what this looks like. Exactly. But basically they connect to each other. So your they connect different points on your body. They connect to each other. So it's not like you have a meridian that doesn't touch any other meridians, right? So they all connect. Right. Yeah. And then they are also, each meridian is also connected to the earth. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So yep. I, again, being the modern American person that I am was thinking of the meridians in the way of like, just how they connect to each other. Again, not really clocking like, Oh, if I have this issue, this meridian directly connects to something on the earth and something going on. And like, right. I know in I know in my like bones and my subconscious tr- screams loudly to me all the time that like the earth is the thing that will heal everything. If we could just figure that out. Like I, I know, I know that, but right. my conscious brain, it seems to like fall out of it all the time. Well, exactly. Cause we're not taught to think that way about our bodies and ourselves. But I mean, we've talked before about energetic fields and how our energies, obviously we're all made up of energy, but our own energetic field extends outside of us. Yep. So if you have a hard time thinking like, well, how is this connected to the earth? Just think about how like your energy extends outside of you, mm-hmm. uh, off of your body by feet, right? It's measurable through science, if you like that, for for credibility. <laughs> it's measurable through science that your energetic field goes out off of your body. Mm-hmm. And so that's connecting to the earth. Exactly. Exactly right. And also, you know, have you ever had a moment where like what was happening on the earth, you were actually physically feeling? Exactly. I feel like that happens to me all the time. And I think maybe some people would hear that and, and think it was a little too woohoo. I don't really mean it that woohoo. Like I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you an example for today. It is very windy out today yes. where Jamie and I are. It was really windy last night and it's really windy out here today while yep. we're recording. I can feel that in my body. Like my body has this like interesting reaction to the wind and it isn't like I feel wind blowing in my body it's not that at all but I I feel like this this like sort of expansion feeling like of like trying to connect myself down onto the ground more because it's windy out and I'm not trying to think like that I'm just kind of reacting to that happening in my body yeah you intuitively know that you need to ground because there's wind everywhere and so that it's safer to be grounding yeah. So your body's reacting to that. You know, like I know my mom always says like when it's really windy out, she always feels like she can't breathe. Oh, I know. She has said that before. Yeah. yeah. So like my reaction is not going to be yours. Right. But like if right. you pay attention, you're going to have like, you're constantly having a physical reaction to what's happening on the earth. And like looking at that can be so healing. 
Well, and, and if you're a little skeptical of that, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast that you're mm-hmm. probably someone that that will agree that the moon affects this planet. Scientifically, we know that the moon affects the tides. Again, if you like that for credibility, <laughs> that's also scientifically proven. Um, so obviously things that are happening on a moon that's thousands of miles away from us is affecting us. Why wouldn't the very planet that we're standing on, living on, hurtling through space on, why wouldn't that be affecting us? Exactly. And, you know, there's things we accept like, oh, humidity makes my bones or joints feel a certain way or like we we, some of it's okay, but not all of it. Exactly. Some of it's passable. Some of it's not. Yeah. Right. I'm sick of like half the shit being socially acceptable and the rest not like, right. Like the pollen from a tree can affect my allergies. Right. But like other things happening on the planet aren't affecting me. Of course they are. Yeah. I can feel when it's going to rain in my ankles. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And it's not just because I'm intuitive and it's not just because I've injured them a thousand times. It's because they're picking up stuff. Like it's just, it can be frustrating to me. So I think we have to just like really remind ourselves that some of the things that we kind of think of as really woohoo aren't right. They're really natural. And I also think that's why you and I get really fired up when people take these concepts and make them sound too woohoo, like too unreachable to people or too like only for the special, like they kind of gatekeep it where you always want the language to be so much more normal and accessible to everyone. Yeah, exactly. And this topic in particular to me feels very scientific. Like, Like I'm standing on the earth, so it's affecting my body. That doesn't sound intuitive to me. That sounds like science. Also, that sounds like something you would teach in like first grade. Exactly. So, I mean, that's where this overlap, I mean, science and intuition are always overlapping. Yeah. Just if you don't, if you don't fully buy that, just Google what quantum physics is and get back to us. Well, good luck with your brain exploding and then get back to us. Yeah. After you pick up the pieces of your brain. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Well, on that note, I thought we could take a quick break. And come back, talk a little bit more about some of the cool aspects of Chinese medicine, like the elements, the clock, where you can tell what's going on in your body, all this cool stuff. And then you and I could just give a little info about our own experiences with acupuncture. What do you think? Love it. Yeah, I love it. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, Heather, it's season four. We're here for another season and we still have our favorite sponsor, Restoration Coffee. What coffee are you drinking these days, Jay? It goes back and forth between a Rachel and a Paige. I'm still drinking my Americanos. So if you want a fantastic cup of coffee to go with listening to the IGG or any other podcast that you might listen to, check out Restoration Coffee. You can go to their website. It's restoration-coffee.com. Check it out and tell them that the intuitive girl sent you. Yeah, can't go wrong. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Hey, Jay, I'm introducing the obsessed topic this week because it's a TikTok that I sent to you and we both haven't gotten over it yet. I have not. I don't know if I ever will. Same. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, honestly. 
No, I agree. So sometime this week, we'll post the TikTok, the original TikTok in our stories. So you guys can check it out too. And we can give credit to the person who made it. But basically at the beginning of the TikTok, they say a quote from Ruth Gibbs. And the the quote, I can't even say it, Jamie. My throat chakra gets all upset. It's, it's, it's literally like four words and it's, it, it's so obvious, but you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Are you ready? The first sin was a woman eating. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the TikTok keeps going and it's all great. I, I have to say when I saw it and I saw that and it's, it's this like beautiful woman sitting there like eating an apple as this is playing. Right. I as he so tragically did. I mean, like this whole first sin story from the Bible. I had to pause it after those words though. And just be like, the first sin was a woman eating. And you wonder why women have such conflicted relationships with food and their bodies and their relationships. Oh, if I can be completely honest with you, hearing it makes me emotional. Like I get the lump in my throat, like I'm going to cry about it. Yeah. Not and not even so much like on a personal note and definitely on a personal note. You know, I've I've been pretty open on here that I have a lot of, you know, food issues and my relationship with food has always been something I struggled with as well as body image. But right. like just just that it's so everywhere and so just like in our culture and on all these different facets of it that you don't like we didn't even clock it before because it's no. so used to it. And I think that's what makes me so disgusted. I mean, never mind the fact that it was Eve's fault, right? Like never mind the fact that Eve got pinned for this like original sin and everything from henceforth is her fault. But then when you tie in the relationship to food, it's just literally mind blowing. The programming, the the patriarchal programming that we've received is so toxic. Yeah. That's exactly the the right way to say it. The programming, like we're literally conditioned to have eating disorders. Right. And to be guilt ridden and shamed for doing something as basic as feeding ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I've said to you before on here and many times not on the podcast that like, I don't actually know how to eat healthy. I have no bloody effing idea. Right. Exactly. And I think that there might be people who are like, oh, you're reading too much into it, but like actually not. No, (laughs) actually not reading too much into it. Like it's not a mistake. No, of course it's It's calculated. It is, it is a story. Okay. So we, neither of us are Christian women. Okay. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful to that, but like, I think most people would agree that that's a story. Even if you believe that exact thing happens, I think most of us are accepting that these are stories written to teach lessons, right? They're metaphors, allegories, right? Exactly. That's on purpose that the first thing you learn is that. And then, you know, not to mention if you think further, you'll fall down a rabbit hole of like how then we're punished with painful childbirth, like all this bullshit stuff that gets wrapped into this one thing. It's crazy. Right. I agree. And I, I think this could be an entire episode and I think it should probably be, I think there should be intuitive eating episodes. I think we should talk about these things, but yeah, this is just, it, it was just mind blowing when we heard it. So if you have body image issues, 
and food issues like me. If you, right. If you also are like, Hey, if I wanted to eat better for my body, what would that look like? And then you're like on TikTok and Googling and have different books and they all say very different things. And you feel like pulling your hair out. I just want you to know that give yourself a slight break here because this is all on purpose. This is all because women are meant to be small and not powerful and not take up space. And like, it starts here and it might sound like a little thing, but it's not, it's a really big effing deal. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a part of the fabric of misogyny and um, supremacy that's woven into our culture. Exactly. Exactly. So we had to bring that up because we're obsessed with it to the point that we, we almost couldn't go on (laughs) for a few minutes after we heard it. (laughs) Exactly. But we'll post it. And I I'd love to hear feedback from you guys. And I'd love to hear the other little, you know, secret sneaky conditioning that maybe didn't clock before that you're picking up now, because once you start seeing it, you see it everywhere. Exactly. You sure do. All right. Let's jump back in and talk a little bit more about, the meridians and Chinese medicine. There's so much. I, I we couldn't cover all of it, but there's a no, that we've got to touch upon because it's just so amazing. Yeah. Again, it's something people study for years and years. Exactly. All right. So I want to talk about the the Chinese meridian clock. Yes. Because it blows my mind all the time, and we'll post a picture of it. You know, you can also just Google it, but we'll post it in our, um, in our stories as well. But what this is, is that different organs at different times connect on the meridian clock and they also connect to different elements and things like that. Yep. You got to look at it because it's really hard to describe and explain, but something that I didn't know when I was looking at it, it looks like a big wheel and there's all different colors and all the different times associate with something. And we'll talk about that in a second. But something that I didn't realize is that on it noted too, every organ has a yin channel and a yang channel. So like, yes, exactly. That I didn't like. That's that's amazing. So like, you might think like, oh, I have an issue with this organ and it's this, but you have to also base it on is that a yin issue or a yang issue? Like all it's it's so much more complicated, but at the same time makes so much sense. There's a ton of info. It's it's very it's very informative. Exactly. Exactly. So you'll see the five elements, which we'll talk about in a second on here. And then you'll see like it's kind of like a big clock. At the top is noon, you know, at the very bottom is like midnight, and it's a big circle. And you can look at the different times and you can see what's going on. So I figured I'd give an example. Right. I I tend to wake up in the middle of the night around like I would say one to 3 a.m. Okay. And when I look on it, like if you were like, okay, why do I always wake up at this time? If I look at this, this kind of clock, right. And I, I see what it says. That's like just the end of the gallbladder and into the liver. Exactly. And you can so see cool. that you can see that the element wood is connected to that. You can see that the color green is connected to that. And so you could take this information and then you could use it to be like, oh, okay. So if I'm waking up at that time, then that means that my my liver either has too much chi trapped in it or not enough. Right. Exactly. Now this is nighttime. So that's going to help me know, okay, um, this is going to be a yin issue. 
Like me, it yeah. might mean I'm waking up. So maybe I have too much yang. Like, oh my God, it's it, like, you can actually look into this and Google it and like find like herbs and different treatments and things to help you just based exactly. on that. Right. Exactly. It's so cool. Yeah. Do you have any times like that you always wake up? I mean, you're a better sleeper than me, so you might not, but. <laughs> I'm closer to 4 a.m. is when oh, I wake up. Yep. Yeah. Deep sleep. And dreams and memory. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So That's it's right. just, there's so much cool info there. And I didn't want to look it up and be like, hey, here's exactly what you do to heal it. Because you should go to uh, somebody who's a Chinese medicine practitioner for that information. <laughs> right. But for yourself, if you wanted to like Google some things that you could do or some things that might help, you can absolutely do that once you look at that. Like it's this incredible source of a place I think to start. I agree. It's so fun. If you go to a Chinese medicine practitioner, which I have, they will do stuff where they'll ask you like how you feel at these different times of day and note it and see what organs are connected with it and see what right. elements are connected with it, as well as they'll ask you your, you know, your own Chinese zodiac. So like it's to me, it's like this wealth of information. And although there's some complicatedness to it because there's so much, it also is simple in that it all makes sense. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about the elements connected to these. So the five elements in Chinese medicine are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. This has always fascinated me. I've, I've never fully understood them because I, I haven't dedicated too much time to researching them, but I think it's fascinating. Agreed. Agreed. It, it's like a rabbit hole. You know, it's what I found difficult, even just in researching this episode, there were two things. And I think if you guys are like, oh, why don't I know more about this? I'm going to blame something, not you. <laughs> okay. So the first is that when you go to like research Chinese medicine, it's really hard to get past all the articles that are not written by people who are experts in Chinese medicine, but like old patriarchal white doctors. Yes. Right. So you're kind of like, well, wait, what? So, so this yeah. information isn't explained well, and I'm sure there's like, it's riddled with cultural appropriation as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Right. So, so it's hard to find. And then beyond that, a lot of the stuff that they show you is like overly simplified because it's so complicated. I understand that. So you just think like, oh, there's just, you know, oh, if I wake up at this time, I have a liver issue. Like, that's not necessarily true. It's just like a starting point. So then it becomes hard to go into like, what, well, what's the next part, right? Like it's this rabbit hole that you have to kind of keep going in. So I understand why right. people don't know. Exactly. And that's why you need to consult with a professional. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So each of these elements has a season. They each have a yin and yang organ. Yep. And they have a sense and a, a sense organ and a fluid. Wow. So I much know. detail. I know, exactly. So th it's just really, really cool. Also, the elements, Jamie, you'll love this, are cyclical. Oh, shocking. Shocking <laughs> that they would be cyclical. The Everything is. They connect to the earth are cyclical. What? Exactly. Okay. You know, it all makes sense, though. So they're cyclical in the way that they have a cyclical thing in how they generate and a cyclical way in how they're controlled. Okay. So listen to this. Fire generates earth. 
Earth generates metal. Metal generates water. Water generates wood. Wood generates fire. Wow. That's okay. Really cool. And then controlled, they're also a big circle. Water controls fire. Fire controls metal. Metal controls wood. Wood controls earth. Earth controls water. Wow. So here's why it's not super simple to just self-diagnose something no. if you wake up at, it's not. at 3 a.m. Right. or something, right? Because the thing that you might need to do, you might need to generate something more. You might need to calm something and control something more. So the element that you're going to use isn't necessarily the element right connected to it. That's a really good point. Exactly. There's further information needed. So this is why... Right an expert in this is someone you want to talk to so that they can be like, okay, now with this information, this is what we're going to do. Right. So you might have like a liver issue and you're like, oh, liver. And that's, that's water element or that's wood element or whatever. Right. But then, you know, a Chinese practitioner might give you like cinnamon as an herb to take and that's a fire. And you might be like, wait, what? But they might be trying to control that element. Exactly. You see what I mean? It's amazing. And it's, it's, Makes sense, but it's complicated. Exactly. Okay. If one of your elements is imbalanced, your whole system is imbalanced because that whole cycle is off. off. Right. So I saw an example where it said like you're if something's off and like you have too much fire, it's gonna be stealing from water because because water controls fire, right? So think oh, of the circle and then right. It's going to trigger burnout, lower back aches, and depression. So if, let's say, oh, I wake up I wake up at 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But they're going to want more information. What are your symptoms? If you're like, I'm burnt out, my lower back hurts, and I'm feeling depressed, they're going to be like, ah. Okay. Ah, there we go. Yes. Now I understand that your fire element is too out of control, and there's not enough water there to control it. So we want to build up the water element. I love that. Don't take that as direct advice, but I'm just trying to give an example. Right. It's just an example. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now there's really like one more element that you can go further in. I mean, there's a, there's a lot more, but we're going to go just one more element. Okay. And that is that you can use the Chinese Zodiac to have a more personal understanding of your own self in connection to this stuff. Okay. So a lot of times when you go to a Chinese medicine practitioner, like traditional, right? They're going right. to ask you for your birthday and you might just be like, oh, they just want to know that because all medical people do. Right. They're probably going to look up your Zodiac. They're going to factor that in. Right. It's awesome. Okay. So I looked us up. Yep. I am a water pig. Love that for you. <laughs> what are you? I don't remember. You're a goat. I'm an earth goat. An earth goat. <laughs> right. Obviously. Obviously. Is it just me or do those, I don't know why, but they make sense. They, I think they actually do make sense. <laughs> I can't explain why, but the fact that you are an earth pig and I mean, you are an earth goat and I'm a water pig. I just kind of, I'm just like, yep, that's exactly Let's right. talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so you can look this up because, so you I think you kind of, most people know whatever year you're born is associated with an animal in the Chinese Zodiac. Yes. So you might like, you might also have been born in 1983 like me. Okay. So if you were, then you are a water pig. 
but there are other, there's a cycle of 12 years for every sign, right? So every 12 years, there's another generation of pigs. (laughs) Exactly. Who have a different element. Same with goats. And they're a different element. And the element is connected to the earth's zodiac. Gotcha. Okay. So knowing that is helpful. So, you know, if someone's like, oh, you're a water, interesting, like they might treat you differently. Right. Yeah. Medically treat you differently. Not like (laughs) (laughs) maybe with like the other Zodiac, if I know your element, like you're um, like an earth Taurus, right. I might treat you differently for that. (laughs) Not for this. (laughs) All right. I just wanted to quickly just talk a little bit about our own experiences with acupuncture because we are not experts in it. However, we have had it done. Yes. We both really like it. Yes. We both usually have to remind the other person to do it though. Well, and it's also one of those things like we've talked about before that it's not covered by insurance. And so it's expensive. So I find that I, and I wish it wasn't true, but I find that I'm, I only go to acupuncture when I need to. Right. And, and what Jamie means when she says needs to, is that she's like hovering above death. Uh, Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. (laughs) And like nothing else is working. And I'm like, I know that I know acupuncture will fix this, whatever this is. And so then you, you know, you pony up the money, but if insurance covered it and it was a part of actual medical care, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. My life would be very different if I could have regular acupuncture treatments. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's a financial thing. It's also like a time issue. It's also being a woman and a mother and being like, oh, let me spend some time and money on myself. Like there's a whole thing that goes into it. Exactly. Right. That's very true. Um, But it is also incredibly effective. And it's not just us too. Like we bring our kids, like our family members enjoy it. Yep. And, you know, people a lot of times be like, oh, what do you go for acupuncture for? And I always find that to be a difficult question to answer because my answer is always like, whatever's off. Yeah, I always just say for balancing if something's imbalanced. Yes. So you could go because you have like severe pain somewhere. You could also go because you're having stomach issues or a headache or you have a chronic illness you want some support with. Like, it, it does everything because remember it's, it's treating the imbalances. Like you said, Jamie, it, it's bringing balance to your system and helping the energy flow through, not just treating the root issue. Exactly. And, and it's interesting because it, it, there is a medical aspect to it, the way they talk about your body, the questions they ask you. But when you leave there, it, it is, it's having energy work done. I mean, that's energy work. Oh yeah. It's, it's a real interesting combo. I think of like, like physically having something done right? and having a lot of energy, energy work, like really powerful energy work blasted through your system. Yeah. I mean, I always, I used to always tell you that I'd leave acupuncture and feel like I was almost in like, what, what we used to call it. It was almost like an acupuncture haze. Like Mm -hmm. you just feel like you're sort of floating yeah. off the ground a little bit because the, the it's so powerful moving energy through your meridians like that, that um, you feel it. You really do feel it. It's really cool. And sometimes you don't realize how much you feel it until you're done. Have you ever, do you notice? Yeah, that? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Cause when it's happening, you're kind of, you're like in a really relaxed state. Yep. At least for me, even if you're yep. in trouble meditating, I bet you you'd slip yourself right into a little meditation when you were having acupuncture. Definitely. definitely. So 
I, I would like to say that the first time I had acupuncture done, I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I wanted to tell this story real quick because I'm so glad that I tried it again and that I Ooh. and was, I actually, this is shocking, Jamie, only to people who know me. So you, <laughs> I had a lot of trouble feeling like I wanted to speak up, <laughs> that I was oh. having trouble the first time. Yep. Yep. The first time I tried it, it was like one of those things where there was like a bunch of people and and you like the person went around and just tried a couple points. Oh, I see. I see. So I tried that and there was just points in the legs and feet and it hurt and I was bleeding. Like blood was rushing down my legs. Yikes. I know. So I spent a while where I was like, well, that's not for me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not of the like viewpoint that if it doesn't work for me, then no one should do it. But like, I was like, huh. But like the, it was so, I felt like kind of sick afterwards. And I, it felt, I was just like, Oh, like my legs hurt for a few days after. So I months and months went by and I saw the acupuncturist again and we had a conversation and I told her, I was like, actually, I'd love to do it again, but like, this is what happened. And that's hard for me to be like, Hey, yeah, that's like really vulnerable. Right. Like I tried it. Oh. Like <laughs> I bled and I was in pain for days and she was like, Oh, and I was telling her that I had like such a, an experience and I'm in a room full of people. And like, I'm having this like intuitive moment. And like, it was a lot, like, it made me anxious too. Right. So she was like, Oh, we need, you should have said something. And I'm like, I exactly. I definitely should have said something <laughs> after saying something right after going home and stopping all the bleeding. <laughs> oh. The next time she used like a smaller needle and she was like, you are just incredibly sensitive to, to acupuncture. She's like people who are very energy sensitive and like have a lot of like physical connection to that. Well, sometimes it will be too powerful. And she's like, one, it was so powerful. She uses like the little kid needles on me now. And two, yes. like you can't do it in a room with other people. You need to be alone. No. And so she was like, so even for a while, and it's not so bad now that I've done it a bunch of times, but like she would make sure there wasn't even anyone having it at the same time in her office. Oh, that was great of her. Yeah. So I know that's like a long story, but I wanted to tell it because you might've tried it and it might not have worked. And so my advice is to either try it with someone else or to talk to the practitioner a little bit more because they can troubleshoot. Like you don't have to pretend you're tough all the time. Like you could be like, Hey, this isn't working. Like it's not you. <laughs> it's just like you're, you're right. mind different and you might need it done in a different way. And also with all energy work, I can say as a Reiki practitioner that if someone has a big reaction to Reiki, it's probably because they have a lot of blockages and a lot of energy that needs moved. And so it might feel really like heavy or hard or sort of rough at first, like the moving of that stuff. But once that goes and once it moves out, that's the energy work itself. It's just, it's not always like, and I'm not saying it should be awful. I'm never saying, I will never say that like, you should suffer through something, always speak up, always, always speak up. Right. But sometimes moving energy is hard work. And so you feel that. Exactly. And I will say that was a turning point for me. That was a long time ago, but like in, when it came to getting any kind of energy work, because even now I will speak, like if you're giving me Reiki or if I'm having like myofascial release or, or a chiropractor or anything, when I feel something, like let's say you were giving me Reiki over my chest and I was like, I might be like, oh my God, my head is starting to really buzz. 
I'm learning now to say that. Say that. Not because I need something different, because that information that gives you information that's going to help me have a better Reiki experience, or maybe there's something you need to address or ask me about. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you want to know when that's happening to a client of yours, and if you don't feel comfortable saying something to someone like that, find a different practitioner. Yes, agreed. Find someone that you feel comfortable with that could be like, oh, okay. You know, I know if I say that to you, you'll be like, is it too much? And I'll be like, no. And then you might move your hand there or somewhere else or like back your hands up a little bit or something to to see what happens, right? But that should be going on. Like that's, there's no practitioners that I know who wouldn't want that information. Absolutely. You want all the information. you. Yeah. I remember getting like a chiropractor alignment on my hips. They were bothering me and suddenly being flooded with memories of being pregnant (laughs) and exactly right. Being like, so weird. I'm getting flooded with these memories. And (laughs) Dr. Kelly Austin shout out was like, um, did you have like an issue with your hips during your pregnancy? And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I did. I had to wear a girdle. And she was like, Oh, well maybe some of the origin of, of the energy of this, this issue right now is from there. So just lean into it and we'll help release it. And I was like, I'm so glad I said something. Exactly. And so now you know why it felt like that. And then you got to clear it and heal. Exactly. So it's the same with Reiki. It's the same with acupuncture, vocalize what's going on. And especially practitioners in the holistic world, they're of the mindset that they want you to have a unique experience. They know you're a unique person. I know you're being in the medical world where everyone's the same. Right. right they're right, going to be point. receptive. Agreed. Yeah. So then you go in, right? You usually say what you come in for. Sometimes I have like mm-hmm. a, a, like a stroke where I can't think of anything at that moment. <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. So it might help you to like head into an acupuncture office with like a couple key things. But also don't be afraid to like list a bunch because they're probably all connected to each other. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm having a headache waking up at 3 a.m. And like my leg hurts on the left side in this one spot. And the acupuncturist is like, oh, that makes sense. Like it does. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They see that connection and all of that is good because they're looking at you as a whole. Right. They're not treating your symptoms. They're treating whatever imbalances you have. Exactly. Yeah. So bring that up. Then you, you kind of lay on this really nice table mm-hmm. on your back, okay, mm-hmm. right? I've had times where I've had to be on the other side for like, if, I think if I had like a chest thing or something, but for the most part, you're on your I was always on, I always did like half okay. and half on my back, half on my back. Kind of like a massage. Okay. Yeah. So they put the needles in these different places. I don't know how many they put. I couldn't find that. I don't think there's a standard yeah. number, but I'd also... Don't feel like it's a lot. No, I don't think it's a lot. Um, I was told to mention if one ever hurts going in or doesn't feel good in. I think that's for everyone or maybe just because I clearly have an issue with it. Right. Yeah, no, I've had some that they didn't hurt, but they, it felt almost tight, I think would be the word to hmm. describe it. Um, and I told her while it was happening and um, – she just adjusted it a little bit, and but it was just that the energy was moving out. Yes, exactly. I, there is a point on like the webbing part of your thumb, like mm-hmm. in between your thumb and your finger on your hands, that whenever she sticks it in, I like float off the table and it hurts for a second and then it's much better. And I think it's a digestive point <laughs> and every uh, time yeah. gets me. But I, I also, I don't really mind it because I'm like, oh, I know that's working. Clearly I need that. Exactly. 
Right. Exactly. Then I experience, and this isn't everybody, but when I have the needles in, I can't, I, I literally feel like the meridians in my body are like lighting up and I can feel them all moving. Like I can feel energy moving through my system. Yeah. I don't feel it throughout my whole system, but I will feel it in certain places. I'll feel it like in my leg or I'll feel something tingling on one part of my body. Um, And then that kind of moves throughout the the session, I can feel the energy sort of going to different places. Yes. I know in mine, there's like a heat lamp on me, which is like the nicest, warmest thing. It's so nice. Oh, I love the heat lamp. Yeah. And then, so they put the, they put the needles in all the points, make sure you're comfortable. There's like nice music playing, right? Like meditative music lights are off and they leave the room for a little bit and you just lay there still with the needles. Love it. That's the best. Now I know some people who that makes them really panicky, like having to be still. Mm. I will say as someone who's not good at being still, you can vouch for me. Like I'm the worst at sitting still. I just cannot do it. I can do this and you can still move a little bit. I mean, like if you have one in your elbow, I wouldn't like bend your elbow really fast. That might hurt a little, but like you're not going to do anything wrong. Right. Exactly. But for the most part, you're just going to lay kind of still so mm-hmm. I think maybe knowing that ahead of time might help because if you get there and you kind of panic, like oh, I can't move. Right. So just right. Right. that's part of it. Yeah. I love it. I usually kind of go into that state between being asleep and meditating, like when you're hovering just above the sleep. Same. I do the same. And then they come back in after however long they're in for 20 minutes, half an hour. I don't know. Time stops working for me during that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Take them out. And they usually have you like sit up, see how you're feeling, ask some questions. Um, And then you would go back a few more times for whatever like the issue was, or some people just regularly all the time. I would love to do that eventually. Right. Um, And it's really cool. And, you know, I know different seasons, right. They're connected with different elements and all this, you know, you come into them and like every time going into spring, which is one of my most favorite seasons, I know I got to be at the door at the acupuncturist ready to go because for some reason that transition is rough. Like I get allergies, my stomach gets off and, you know, she's always saying, okay, let's, let's eat some of these kinds of foods before spring comes. Let's eat the spring foods to start getting you it. Like there's so much more involved than just getting stuck with needles is my point that like, that's like, I was going to say the tip of the iceberg, but that's a little bit of a on the nose thing, but like the tip, right? Like it's just a little bit of it. Right. And, and depending on the practitioner, you might do other things. Like where I went, I would have the acupuncture. And then if I needed it, if she sensed something in my system, I, she would do cupping for me. Yes, I've been cupping you down know? there too. That's another Chinese medicine. Yeah. Right. So it just depends on, like you said, the season, what's happening in your body, how often you've been going. But they're all just, they're all different ways of doing the same thing, which is just moving the energy. Exactly. Um, would you recommend it for kids? What's your opinion on that? Yes, I would. I would. I I brought my children. Both of my children have gotten acupuncture. Same. And I I always say like, so Riley got acupuncture is a thing that really helped him a lot with his concussion um, recovery. For a while, it was one of the only things that helped him. We were there every day. And I would record him when we were done. And he would say a message to himself for the next day about how much better he felt when he went. (laughs) So he would remember. Right. But what I'll say is if, if Riley, who was going through what he was going through, Riley is a kid that also doesn't sit still. 
he's never quiet. He's always talking, right? Like about trouble. he's just like a moving, shaking kind of kid. If he, in the yep. state he was in, which was riddled with anxiety, he was dizzy all the time. He was trouble seeing like all the stuff from his concussion, bad headaches. If he could go and lay in that room and be, and be still right. and feel so much better afterwards than really anybody can. Agreed. And, and my son, when you asked about like, if it hurt when he had his first appointment, he actually started to cry Mm. and the practitioner wanted to stop. And I, I convinced her to keep going because I realized that it was, that he was having a release. Exactly. Luckily there was another energy practitioner who knew better. Right. I think she was scared that like, that it was too much for him, but I just went over and I held his hand and I said, you know, it's okay. We're just moving the energy out. And then he calmed down mm-hmm. and he settled down and he sat for the whole thing. Yeah. And if, if our kids can sit through it, exactly. Anyway. If our two youngest children can do it, then your anyone can do it for sure. Right. Cause they're very similar human beings. Who <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're probably talking to each other right now as we speak. Probably. But anyways, if they can do it, you can do it. And I know with Riley too, I expressed to my acupuncturist that like I wanted him to try it, but that he was really nervous about it. So she had him come in for an appointment where she taught him about the acupressure points, gave him like an acupressure massage and put one needle in him. That's it. So he could experience right. that sitting up, looking at it. And the next time he went, he was fine. Cause he, he sort of like exactly. walked through. So also be okay expressing that. Exactly. Yeah. I would love to go get some acupuncture right now. I don't think it's in the cards, but I think we should like hold each other accountable for making appointments sometime in the next few weeks. I agree. I think that's a very good idea. Maybe we should hold our listeners accountable too. Yeah. And let us know. Yeah. Let us know if you if you do acupuncture, what your thoughts are, or if you haven't, let us know when you try it. I would love to hear that. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.